Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. Welcome to Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. I'm Sean Smith. Kim Commando is known far and wide as America's digital goddess, bringing technology know-how and critical advice for living in digital times to radio and television listeners and viewers on over 450 stations. Now, her multi-platform brand will be available to Canadian stations via Momentum Media Networks. Kim joins us now. Hi, Kim. Welcome back to Canada. I know, I'm so excited. Now, you're no stranger to the Great White North. You were part of the Chum Talk radio network as far back as the early 90s. Um, And at that time, you were helping your audience conquer windows and set up email and understand the internet as it was just being birthed. Technology sure has come a long way, huh? Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's interesting because the show has changed so much over the years because technology and everything digital has taken over our lives. I mean, you know, when I first started the show, it was about, like you said, like what kind of computer should I buy and, you know, what's the difference between Microsoft Word and this product or, you know, how can I send a fax via my email? And it was, you know, people were just getting into it. Um, and then it started changing as people started using more of the technology in their everyday lives. But in addition to that, I, I, I have to tell you this story because it really is, is really telling about uh, what happened to the show and how it kind of woke me up to change the show and to change the product. Because if you don't innovate, you evaporate, right? True. And so yeah. I've always had this feeling like with the brand and with the show and to keep it fresh within the audience that every couple of years we have to look at it and say, okay, what are we going to be doing new? What are we going to do next? And now we do it, it seems like every six months because technology is moving so quickly. But it was probably about... Oh, about seven years ago, uh, somebody called me uh, and they said, would you like to buy or would you be interested in buying the Geek Squad, you know, part of Best Buy? You know, those are the folks here in the States that will go fix your computer. And I got really super excited about it because I thought, you know, how perfect is this for me and for our brand and for our business? And that every community across the United States, there would be now the Commando Squad. And we would go out and we'd fix your computers and, and we would make sure that everything's running well. And I have a mentor in my life. As a matter of fact, he's the guy who gave me my first job in radio. And his name is Fred Weber. I knocked on his door all these years ago and said, I want to do a show about computers. And he said, yeah, right. I'll put you on 11 p.m. Uh, on a Saturday night because nobody's listening anyway. Right. So what's, what's the dam- how much damage could she do? Right. So And so Fred has been my, my friend, my confidant all these years. He ended up selling KFYI for $90 million during the heyday. And so I, I called Fred and I said, you know, what do you think about this opportunity? And he sat back. We were on a video call. He sat back. And as he's living in his penthouse in Miami Beach, right, um, and he listens to me give the whole pitch, and I was just so super excited about it. I mean, I think I spoke for like 12 minutes, you know, just, you know, wall-to-wall words. And he leaned back in his chair, and then he said to me, I just have one question for you. And I said, what is that? And he said, where is the TV repairman today? Oh, my gosh, that's all he had to say. Where is he? 
he's gone. If it breaks, we're going to buy something new. So we don't do that. So at that point, I sat back and I said, you know, we have to change the show. So we started adding privacy tips and money tips, security tips. Uh, if somebody wanted to know how to fix something, I purposefully stopped taking their calls and changed the show into more being a digital lifestyle show. I alienated part of the audience, cause, but I actually grew more of the audience at that point. Because if you think about it, you can Google anything, right? But you can't Google trusted advice. You can you can Google how to fix something. You can go to Microsoft support site. But how do you really what who are you going to call to say I think that my son is spending too much time on video games? And how much time is too much time? Or I can't get him off of video games and I think he might be suicidal. Or uh, how, what is the best way to, to launch my business online? And can I trust Facebook ads? And by the way, speaking of Facebook ads, are they really listening? I mean, it seems like when I'm talking about something on my phone that suddenly I see an ad. And then, of course, you know, so, it's, so the shows started changing and started morphing. And then we started seeing the ratings actually go up. And the feedback going up and and the advertisers becoming more interested in the show because they the the advertising department was no longer limited to just digital stuff, right? Not just to, to security software. All of a sudden we had Netflix come in and Geico Insurance. And right now one of our greatest sponsors is HelloFresh, where they sell food box deliveries. I mean, who would have ever thought, right? I mean, here, here, here we are talking about digital lifestyle and the advertisers are spanning the entire gamut. Uh, it's really quite fascinating to me. Well, it's, uh, this is one of the reasons that I'm fascinated by you as a performer, as a talent who has created a brand and you talk about advice, advice and trust, trusted advice. You only become trusted with time and delivery on the promise. So it seems to me you realize that a very, very critical juncture that by gum, you've been at it, uh, you know, long enough that, and you have a, you know, a, a legion of followers across uh, North America and that you do have the trust and you can pull this off. And I think that that's something that a lot of talents just haven't realized. So I think it's really cool. You know, if you look at it, the, the most successful shows are, are the person's name is in the show, right? I mean, it's not, called the, it's not called the tech show. It's not called the home show. It's not called the political show. And so first they have to buy off on you um, as far as a person and a personality. And I've always made sure that any advertiser that we brought on board, they were top notch. And they, I, I make every advertiser give me a separate email address and an 800 number so that if somebody ever complains to me about their product, that they're going to get that first class VIP treatment. They're not going to call some 800 number and be stuck in a queue someplace who knows where. And I do read every single email that comes into me. And it's, it's really crazy. People don't believe it, but I truly do because I can go through it. And this, my people are such great folks. I was um, on my desk right now, if you could see it, I have a, uh, that was delivered, hand-delivered to me today. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful watercolor painting of, um, of the desert. 
And this woman who listens to us in Chicago on WLS uh, sent me this this hand-painted desert scene uh, with a thank you note because she loves listening to the show. I mean, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's just, that is so sweet. I mean, that is just so nice. I'm, and and the listeners are are so important to me. And I know that may sound trite, but they really, truly are. I mean, I will send this woman a handwritten thank you note. Um, we, I do random act of, acts of kindness, what I call them. I try to do one at least one every week to help a listener. I don't publicize it. You know, I don't talk about it. Not in it for the publicity. I, I want to do it uh, to give back. And, and you mentioned trust. And we, we recently did a survey of our audience. And that's what's really interesting is that we can put out a survey and just ask people questions. And, you know, are, what are you looking to um, buy in the next six months or 12 months? Because that really helps the advertising department, too. You know, so they can go and say, you know, 80% of our folks are going to be buying a new car and or whatever it may be. And here's their demographics. Um, and the last survey we did, we asked the question, do you trust Kim Commando? And out of 6,500 folks, 99.99% said yes. Okay. Of course, I wanted to call the person who maybe said no. I mean, I'm like, okay. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> who are you and what happened? Okay. We need to, we need to flip that lever. What's going on? Um, but I take that really seriously. I know you do. And I know you're a mom and, you know, I'm a, a new father of a, of a four-year-old, recently new, and it scares the bewilderment out of me, you know, uh, in terms of how um, we talk to our kids and we um, allow them to incorporate. And we have to because that's the future. We incorporate technology into their lives. And I think that um, it's it's very rare that we can find a place where we can find that those answers for those questions. I think, I think even you'd probably admit you're, you're grappling with some of this stuff as well. I'm sure as you kids oh, grow gosh. up. Yeah. I mean, but you know what I've always done with not just my son, but all the kids in the family, because when you look at our family structure, I'm, even though I'm the youngest one of, among all of our the kids is that I'm like, I'm the family matriarch. People come to me for everything. And I'm, I'm really cool with that. I'm fine. My mom has lived with me for the last 20 years. Um, and I think it's fabulous because she got to see my son grow up and, and vice versa. But when it comes to kids and technology, you know, you have to give it to them, but you also have to supervise them. And there's a word that I've always used, and I, and I tell my audience this. There, actually, there's a couple of things. Is that the word that I've always used with all the kids is that if you see something even as young as four, if you see something online that makes you kind of feel weird or uncomfortable, just come tell me and I'll, I'll fix it. I'll, we'll talk about it. We'll make sure it never happens again. Because those two words, that covers the gamut. And over the years, I've heard like from uh, kids in the family that were playing Roblox and they realized that this probably wasn't a 12-year-old boy on the other end mm -hmm. because of the grammar structure right, and what was exactly. going on. Uh, to my niece, who um, she's she's that she was the naive one, and she still is, but she's so cute. Um, but at that point, she was playing soccer, and I and I went to her and I said, you know, what happens if somebody approaches you on the soccer field, and they have a policeman's uniform on, and they tell you that your mom, Christine, the doctor, got in a car accident, and your father, Bill, uh, went to the hospital. So I'm here to pick you up to take you to the hospital. Would you go with that stranger? And she said, well, of course, because he had a police uniform on. I said, okay, no, you would not, okay? 
this because all that information is on social media and anybody can buy a police uniform. So, so, and, and, but that's the parents talk to me about that. Also, how do they see all the text messages? Uh, I had a woman call not too long ago that her uh, son was accused of, uh, of uh, child pornography because he, he sexted a picture of himself to his girlfriend. I mean, these are issues that, that quite frankly, you know, our whole society, this is new to the entire society. It doesn't matter where you live. That's right. And this, and this is why I, um, I'm excited about the fact that you're, you're coming back to Canadian radio because, um, these are, you know, the cross border issues. There is no border when it comes to, to these universal things. Uh, and I think that, um, you know, it's, there's not many places where you can get this dialogue and get, get really good advice. And, and that's the problem, because, again, if you do Google it, you're going to end up at some blog. You don't know if they're getting paid to write that blog, right? That's right. Uh, you don't know what their life experience is. Um, I don't know anything other than technology. Okay? Mm-hmm. I really don't. I, I, you don't want to talk to me about the weather, politics, uh, sports, finance. I, I live and breathe and eat this stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I truly love what I do. And I am so pleased that, and I, that I'm, that I can make a difference in people's lives. And I feel very blessed and privileged. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm writing a book right now and it should be out in the spring. And, and the, uh, the, the ghostwriter, I do have a ghostwriter asked me like, is there a special ritual that you do before each show? And I hesitated in telling him because it's very personal. Um, but my ritual, and I think everybody who's in broadcasting, I mean, there's something that you do before each show. And what I do is I get on my knees and I pray and I thank God uh, for the opportunity. And, and, and I ask uh, that, that whatever advice that I give is, is truly the best advice for that particular person or that situation. Um, and so I combine that with each show. And then there's 36 pieces of content. Mm-hmm. in the show, which right. is just crazy. Um, I don't have a producer. Uh, I pick everything that goes in that show. And a lot of what goes into the show as far as content and news and stories and tidbits, it's it's based on what I feel that I would be interested in hearing, and it would make me want to listen more and tune in every single week. Um, and it's also based on listener feedback. So I may get a question in my email, and then a product or a solution comes across my screen whether it's, you know, my mother uh, is a diabetic and how do I make sure that she takes her medicine uh, to, you know, what's going on, you know, with my, my kid at college and how can I keep track of where he's at? Can I put a GPS in his car or whatever it may be? Now, take us inside your broadcast facility because uh, I'm, I'm visualizing you putting the show together and, and you really are one of the first to have adopted all these multiple platforms. I, I understand this facility is amazing. How have you configured it to be able to accomplish uh, all of this every week? Um, you know, there's, a, there's an interesting backstory to this is that it was probably about three or four years ago that I, I didn't know if I really wanted to do this. I, I didn't I didn't know if I if it was really something that I wanted to continue doing. I mean, call it a midlife crisis, right? So I, I grabbed my son 
and and um, we hiked up Machu Picchu, which was just amazing. We got down from Machu Picchu, and uh, I said, you know, we're so close to the Amazon. Let's go down the Amazon River. So we went down the Amazon River. I came back. I did some shows. Uh, I took him to Bora Bora so that he could get scuba certified. I came back to Phoenix, did some more shows, and nobody knew any of this was happening. And I went and bought, I went and bought a beach house in Maui. And I uh, sat there at the beach house in Maui and said, oh, my gosh, I am so bored. <laughs> I, I can't stand it. I, I don't know. You know, it's like I don't know what it was. So I came back to Phoenix and uh, talked to my husband and, and some folks here. And I said, you know what, let's build the facility. Let's just build. Let's build it and let's take this to the next level. And I'm not sure what that level is, but it has to include television. And, and it has to include video. It has to include podcasting. And here's our budget. Well, our budget was, um, our budget was $5 million. That's what I said. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw $5 million at this. Because we have, no, by the way, we have no debt and we have no investors still to this day. Good for you. And so we built a 24,000 square foot facility, which you should come down and see. It's, and anybody's listening, if you're ever in Phoenix, I'd love for you to give you a tour because I'm so proud of it. But we have a 3,500-square-foot uh, soundstage that I actually do the radio show on, but it has 10 cameras around me. Because as a girl, I didn't want, like, that side-profile webcam shot, so unattractive, okay? We don't want that shot at it. all. Yeah. And uh, we have green screen, and we have a, a, some side studios, and then we have uh, two webcast podcast studios. We have a voiceover booth. We have two other uh, I'm just kind of walking around the building. Two other wa- podcast facilities and webcasts. We have what's called a writer's room where all the writers are that punch out the content for commando.com. We send out 40 million newsletters a month, which is really crazy, I know. Um, and then we have the warehouse because over at shop.commando.com, that's where we sell. Uh, like this year, our big seller is a dash cam. We have a two-in-one convertible laptop and tablet. And we have about 150 products that we sell in the store. And then all the traffic and scheduling happens here, affiliate relations. Uh, we have a full data center um, because we, I don't want to farm any of this out. We, of course, we have backups in the cloud. And then the advertising department, and we've got interns because I, uh, I want to mentor the next generation uh, as they're coming up in radio. We need to have the next folks, the next, uh, all the new people to come in. And so we've got uh, some good relationships with Arizona State University and the Walter Cronkite School. I also give scholarships out, um, full scholarships out to the to some students who are going through the broadcast in the Cronkite School. So, it's this it's this great facility, and I I we do have freelancers, and I know tech is all about telecommuting, but there's nothing like being able to sit in a room and say, how do we do this, and and what's the best way to get it done. Mm. It's very inspiring what you're doing. Um, the people that I talk to in your organization are so happy to be there. Um, and I think it's an infectious, uh, the kind of passion that you've you've brought to it. And I think that um, my prediction is, is that any Canadian station that ends up affiliating with you will be so thrilled with the amount um, 
of engagement that your program and you will bring to their listeners. Um, and the immediacy, even though we think of, uh, you know, a weekend show or what have you, or, um, as something that happens once a week, your entire brand is working 24 seven so much so that I, I got an email, geez, I think a couple of weeks ago, alerting me about a Facebook virus. And then 30 minutes later, I avoided the damn thing when I saw it myself. So, <laughs> you know, you, you saved me once already. So, so thank you for that. Um, oh, well, um, thank you. For, yeah. Thank you for subscribing. I mean, it's, it, well, see, it, it, life doesn't stop, right? Tech continues 24-7. And especially now with all the scammers and hackers and breaches and, um, and everything that just changes on a daily basis. I mean, what's going on with the Amazon Echo show today or, you know, and there are always these, uh, these, these nuances that pop up. And so, you know, as a, you know, as an affiliate station, we want to provide that information in real time. And we have ways to give affiliates. I'm sure you're familiar with that, you know, how they can get our, some of our content on their sites. If they want to put some of their content in their newsletters, um, you know, if there are any spec spots, I'm even happy to do spec spots. If you're going out to pitch somebody, um, because the thing is, is that I'm, I mean, I hate to use the word talent, but I, I'm not a talent. I mean, I own this company. I've, I've, I've got my blood, sweat, and tears in this company. And, and I have always considered our radio stations, our affiliates, as our customers. And, um, and I've taught everybody here to super serve our customers. And because, you know, there's a lot of choices when it comes to programming. There's not a lot of choices when it comes to good programming. But we always want to make sure that our customers know that they're number one. And if it means me doing uh, an interview or talking to a client or a spot or, you know, maybe they need special content for their site or whatever it may be or an interview and it's, it's five o'clock in the morning my time, that's okay because that's, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so appreciative to actually be on your station. I really am. That's awesome. You know, um, I had written down three words. Uh, as it pertains to that, and that's multimedia marketing partner. You really have that uh, side of it just nailed down. And so, um, listen, we could talk for hours. We're geeks. <laughs> yeah, we're, we could, uh, could we? <laughs> we're, we're broadcasting geeks. Look, <laughs> I really appreciate your time. I value it. And um, I really do look forward to watching you become Canada's digital goddess, too. I am. I'm so excited. I have to send you a picture. I will, Sean. I'm going to send you a picture of the picture of a painting that's in my office. Because when you come down to our facility, real quick, is that we have art throughout the entire building. Every piece of art in the building is, um, was done by high school students. And so this way, so like if a painting was $500, um, at least more than half of that would go towards a scholarship for an art college. Okay, because I'm really big on that type of thing. But in my office, I'm going to take a picture of it. There's a, a map that this kid did. Uh, I think I met him. He's like 17 years old. But it's all of Canada. I mean, it's, it's the entire world, rather. It's the globe. But in Canada, the reason why I bought it is because when you look at the map of Canada, it has two letters on it. And, and it says A. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to take the picture. I'm going to send it to you That's so you awesome. can see it for sure. That's awesome. Well, you're no stranger to Canada. You've been here. You were on Fund for many years and Chum and uh, a lot of different stations. And so you're, you're well-regarded and well-remembered. And um, I'm sure that this next iteration of, of the show and the brand is going to be embraced as always. I uh, really appreciate your time. 
Thanks so much. You betcha, Sean. Thank you. Kim Commando is a digital goddess, and she's coming back to Canada. She joined us from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Sean Smith. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.